This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're back for another episode of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. My name, as ever, is Lee Finch. I will be hosting as ever, and I will be joined by the one and only Danny Baker. Danny, how are we? We good? I'm absolutely marvellous, Lee Finch. How are you, bud? All right? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, good actually. Very good. It was, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a nice week. Obviously, I said last week I had my birthday on uh, the day of the Stevenage game, which was. Yeah. Happy birthday, big 40. Thank, oh, big one. Big one, A eh? Back post. Big shout know. out for the, the, the oh. star of the show now. I mean, oh, I heard it. I, I was I was battering off all of the celebs yesterday, all of the selfies that you know that sort of stuff. My my, my good friend of mine, Freddie, got me a halftime bovril. Never had bovril. Never having it again. It's I know oh, it's absolutely pointless. It's literally yeah. like watery gravy. Yeah, I don't. Get it's not it. even good. Like, it's not even like nice gravy. Yeah, but um, yeah, problem. caught up with. A, I'm going to do a few shout outs bizarrely. Caught up with my mate George, who's who normally listens every week. He came with his brother, watched the game. Lovely fella who I work with. It's always nice when you get like a Don's fan, a proper Don's fan comes in and chats about stuff. He's lovely. I caught up with him, and we were just chatting before it. And was he was in the queue for some sort of food, and I I was asking all of the people on the way. I was like, what should we talk about? What's my topic? My first one in my fifth decade of in attendance. I've got an absolute stonker. Right, so check this one out for size. So I was like, if you had a dinner party, right, and there was five, we're not doing the usual, oh, you've got a celebrity, right? You've got a dinner party, you can pick four people to be on your dinner party. They've all got to be a live sportsman, right? And at the dinner party, you get to ask all of them one question that has to be answered correctly. They can't lie about it. They've got to tell you straight off, who would you pick and what would your question be? Huh, you put me on the spot. You should have given me a little bit of a... Well, I, I could do a couple this. if you like, and then it gives you a bit of time to think about it. Sportsman. But I've said that I reckon I've I've definitely got a Wimbledon player in there, 100%. Brian Lara. 
Okay, it's a bit, a bit, bit heavy. Brian Lara. Yeah, I met him once. <laughs> I would have Brian. lost. I would have lost a lot of money. You saying Brian Lara? <laughs> what, what would be your question? What would be my questions, Brian Lara? I don't, don't know really because oh, I just only because I met dinner. I, would he remember meeting me when I was a oh, young kid? Oh, and we, mate, he signed my whites. You. He signed my whites. He signed your cricket whites. Yeah, I had a set of whites. Yeah, what, what, what mate were they like? Gunner Moore or something? Or were they Puma or? No, there was the ones with the, the wicket on them. The wicket on them. Yeah, looks like stumps on them. Grey nickels or something? Of course it is, Grey nickels. Yeah, and I used to have a cooker bat. Oh, of course you did. Opened. Of course you opened. did. Opening batter, wicket keeper. Do you have an arm guard? I. No, I didn't have any guards. Didn't need it. Didn't need it, mate. Just the box. That was it. Hey, got you got a guard that you got a guard that uh, was. Who else? Well, I I had Hans Seegers in mind. Oh, did you? Because I had to ask about the match fixing. Because the Everton game, I don't know about you, it's one of the few times in a, as a Wimbledon fan, I'm like, I, I it, it, it still annoys me. I would have loved to relegate at Everton. And that was, oh, no, you know, like, do you remember the, the situation where they put the brick through yeah. the window, the fireworks, was, the night all before? All the Everton fans were pretty much in the Wimbledon end. And all that kind of stuff. And then we went, we went... Two two nil up, lost three two, didn't we? And then the yeah. Seagulls letting a couple of very dodgy goals. My mate U Boat was there. He was only a young lad then, and he he U Boat he shit himself at Reading. That's why it's called U Boat. You he say got... that every week, and I love the fact that you mention it every week. Well, he gets scared, every... and he got scared at Everton away. I think they called him. We've all we've all been scared at Everton away. Haven't we? Called him a few choice names. He, he gets scared everywhere, mate. He jumped yeah, on the pitch permanent once, and then got told by the steward to get off, and he cried and got off. Can U Boat for you? That's why he shit himself at Reading away. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Hans Sagers is a good John, like John Fashioner, Hans Sagers. Because the thing, the question. thing for me is that having, I wouldn't want Borovlar, and if I asked Fashioner, I'd be gutted if, because he's such a, I wouldn't say he's my ultimate hero, but he's one of the big reasons why I speak you, Wimbledon. And I, was, I don't John, want to ask him, and then him tell me, yeah, I was a cheat, I'd be fuming. Well, we all know he is, but if you ask John Fashioner, yeah. it'd probably take him about a day just to get the answer out. Well, he does waffle on some shit. The so, only yeah. you've opened up here, right, is that you're you're talking about sports stars and stuff like that and asking people if they really did stuff. Do you know what I mean? People are going to go, oh, Oscar Vittorius. Do you know what I mean? Well, you, well, you could. This, I mean, now this dinner party that. gets very dark and you're like, so one of, one of the conversations her behind the door? The guy, oh, geez, that is harsh. <laughs> you know um, I mean? like, one of the guys said about Usain Bolm's, like, you know, have you ever... Have you ever taken anything you shouldn't have done and that sort of stuff? Because obviously, he's so clean. Um, I, 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 that would be quite an interesting one. The other thing, uh, w- w- a couple have popped up at work. Phil Taylor, I'm not big on him. I'm not big on him, big but he won seven world titles. How are you motivated? Seven. To, he's well, no, what I mean is he won yeah. a lot more than he won more than seven. But what I mean is after yeah. say, you know, I think he won after, nineteen, mate. After sort of seven. seven or eight or nine world championships, what motivates you to keep going? Like, what because is it that he always had young upstarts coming through the ranks? And he they said, Phil Taylor, oh, you're out of the well, way. Hold now. On. I'd, I'd rather ask Phil Taylor, actually, in your opinion. Well, that's all right. <laughs> Butting him with your work. I, met, I, fed Phil I met Phil Taylor me. when I met Sid Waddell. <laughs> Was Brian Lara there? Premier League darts. You've had your own, you've had your own dinner party, haven't you, with all your favorite celebrities? That's what it is. You've had Brian Lara and your, your grey nickel well, stuff. Brian Phil Lara, Taylor's Phil turned Taylor, up with his tongue unicorn darts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you I asked had... Phil Taylor, did he really touch their women up? That's see, look, I knew you. Would this take is this what I mean. You get very you wouldn't, dark. you wouldn't, you wouldn't take this serious. I knew you wouldn't take it seriously. I'm taking it seriously. I'm just. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you are. I had, I had, I had two more, but I'm interested Who? in terms of. I had um, one's quite 
was easy. I was I was interested to talk to like a proper rugby kicker, like you know, like and when they they got a, they, I don't want to talk to Wilkinson because he's really complex. And if anyone listens to the other podcast, how dare you? Firstly, Harold. but also if you listen to like um like um what's it called the high performance podcast, he's on that, and he's the what he talks about is quite weird he, he his mindset is all over the shop um but listening to something like like owen farrell and being like w- w- in the, it's the last minute you need to score this to go through how how where do you go like what do you do to kind of be in the mind space to to kick the kick consistently the thing is about choosing rugby union players they're all kickers and they that's all they ever do they get it kick it out then they do the front line up again. I won't lie. After the after the Stevens game, I watched England Wales game, and I did feel like they kicked it more than I saw. Well, in England, who's in the, the new manager? The... Steve Brofwick. Okay, that is the worst pronunciation of Steve. What's Borthwick. his name? Brofwick. Brofwick. I know. I, I, I like it. Rugby, Let's man. go with Brofwick. Rugby's boring. Um, so well, I, I, had that, I had England win the World Cup against Australia when we won the World Cup uh, in Walkabout in Wimbledon when it was Walkabout. Of course you did. And I had no did. idea. All I knew was we scored a, more, a couple more touchdowns than they did. Tries. Well, yeah. they, they were trying, I weren't they? Awful, awful sport that is. Well, so, I also had David Beckham because I'd have loved to know you what... Well, I'm up. Well, if you, I'm just about to tell you. Oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> what happened in the minute after you scored against Greece? Like, how... Like I was that... there. Was you actually? Yeah. Okay, well, you, you place it next to him. I was the other end. Oh, okay. Uh, but just just to like know when you hit the free kick and you scored, like what what does that feel like? Like the whole country, similar to the Owen Farrell thing, like the whole country are rooting for you to do this one thing, and then you top bin it. Like how does that feel? I don't. Like, similar, him. similar. I tell you what, the similar question you could have asked too with with Kedwell and got right, like, scoring the penalty. What does that feel like? Like what is that emotion I'd actually ask about? I'd ask David Beckham why he chose the roughest Spice Girl. I was a I big like baby that. Spice I, fan. Feel, I can see that. Also, I, I went like up you're to taking the, this conversation I watched Spice down World. the train. I, I watched Spice World three times, once on Boxing Day. Uh, and I went up to the Premier and stood there with all the rest of the fans. And they I don't know what the significance of watching it on Boxing Day is. What's the Boxing Day? Because that's when it came out. Oh, it came came out, out boxing uh, I went and queued to watch Spice World, watched it three times, and I went up to the premiere and stood yeah. with all the rest of everyone else as the Spice Girls came down and stood right in front well, of the big Spice Girl fan. Can you think of any other random celebrities that were there? What, the Spice Girl? No. Yeah. Another no. good story is, uh, you know when England come back from the World Cup and everyone was going mad? We didn't win it, but we done quite well. Which one? I can't remember. It was everyone. They flew back into Heathrow and everyone was there and all that and me and my mate Gary went up there Gary Saxby and we took loads of pictures you know the old type pictures though, yeah. on a proper camera and the old and he was buzzing to get them back and I used to do that as a job and I got them all back and then I never gave them to him and he cried wow and I had pictures of David Beckham and he had Walcott moments. Danny Mills all the and I was ones. once in uh, Albufeira right. I was in Lineker's bar and uh, I had the old mohawk haircut Oh God! And I bet. Yeah, of you DJ did. said, uh, "There's a free shot for the geezer over there to point at me for the worst haircut in Albufeira," uh, and I got a free shot. And then Stephen Gerrard walked in. Oh, and he went, "No, it's not me." We were wondering. We were in this bar. We're in this bar full of full of girls, right? And we were like, "Oh, this is fair play." You know what I mean? Obviously, because I'm here. Yeah, actually, bad haircuts and nice looking. We're like in there. Them. A few of us are oh, right. We're going to get well lucky here. There's literally wall to wall women. Yeah. Wow. Lovely, jubbly. Stephen Gerrard walks. Uh, Stephen Gerrard walks in, 
with all his scally mates. Whole place empty. That's, that's when I realised, right, that's why all the girls are in here. Stephen Gerrard then walks out of his mates and then, yeah, literally is me and Gary Saxby left. That can happen. <laughs> we've all, we've all, we've yeah. all been there, mate. I'm feeling your pain. Yeah. Um, so the only but, other one I had was what was um, bit of a bit of a dark one actually. I, I was quite interested. To, I'm, I'm really fascinated with the um, like. Do you know much? About, you don't know much about cricket about the quota system in cricket. Have you heard about? Have you heard about this? The quota no, system. No, about cricket. Go on in. What's the quota system in cricket? No idea. Right. Okay. Fine. So basically, Not anyone listening to this probably won't know it either. I bet they do. I bet they're pretty I, tuned I in. We're listening so, to the Wombles Out of Dream podcast, and now we're getting the Cricket One Hundred and One. I just come on. Oh no! no I, I, you've ruined my whole birthday. I mean, I've been, I've, I've had forty years waiting for this moment, and what you've done is you've oh, tell us about the quarrel. No, you've rained on, you've rained on my parade now. I don't feel like I should. Right. If anyone is listening still, then if you need to go to sleep at the end of this, just put. If you're struggling to sleep, just put this bit on about the cricket one hundred and one quote. Uh, thing uh, and you'll probably you'll you'll drift off slowly in 10 seconds lee it's the south africans and that they have to have a certain amount of players from different ethnic backgrounds so they can't have all white players basically and i'd love to speak to a established player who's not white and ask them at what point should the quota system stop from their angle and like because at the moment they're talking there's a famous story for what it's worth i know you're not interested but there was a player who was selected over another player solely on the colour of his skin. And he ended up resenting it, found it really, really difficult. Uh, his name's Justin Ontong, if anyone's heard of him. And he basically talks about, I was selected not because I was good enough. There was a better white player, but I was selected because the quota system. So I felt like I wasn't batting just for me. It was about the country. Then it was about the race. And he was like, I just wanted to play cricket. And it got mm. in the way. And I'm just curious, like the football, they don't have it. So the Bafana Bafana, they can all be from wherever they want and there's no limit in terms of um, black players and players of colour, if you want to call it that. I don't know what the correct terminology is. And if anyone's offended, then, you know, I'm really sorry, but I'm not, I'm just saying it. But I'm, I'm just fascinated with at what point, and similar to us, at what point, you know, in terms of AFC women and the Milton Keynes, at what point do you just go, yeah, I'm just going to move on. I'm just going to you never move on from get on Dons. with the world. And they're not called MK Dons either. What called, are they called? What are they called? Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes, scum. Them up okay. the road, that's it. Uh, I, quite, I think I prefer them up the road. So I that they, they were, get, that was my conversation. Yeah. No, I kind of get what you're saying regarding the South African thing. The, the problem with that is any decent South African players end up playing for England, don't they? So, like even Chisler, yeah. <laughs> well, we Chizzy Rascal. We're talking about decent players, not ones who right. That's just well. Speaking but, of less, not seen anything players. on uh, not seen anything on Twitter about Ethan Chislett from his dad's last couple of games because he's not been that good. Anyway, yeah, um, uh, Chillingham. Chilling yeah, I didn't watch it, so this could be a hard conversation. I just talk, I just taught myself fifteen minutes. Well, the, I was at my boys, I was at my boy's birthday party, so uh, I probably got I got away with one because I heard it well, was horrendous. Let me get, well, I'll give you the lowdown then, if you like, if you're interested in it. Yes, um, yes. I thought that the the first half was okay. It was a classic example of two mid table teams basically locking horns and not really getting anywhere, just basically butting button horns. I didn't think they were particularly good, to be brutally honest with you. Um, and then we kind of got into the game. Ali scored, Ali Alhamadi scored, looked all right. But the same sort of problem. We just can't, we, we're just too, we're just too sloppy. We just give away two goals, which, I mean, one of them was a really good, a really good save from Zanev, actually, to be fair to him. And the other one was just a bit soft and it's kind of, 
we're getting back to, and again, it's that kind of, we spoke about it, you either get to a point where you play two up front and you can play offensively and you can look to score goals, but then we're rubbish in the defence. Or we don't concede any goals and we can't can't score a goal. It's kind of, we haven't, we can't get to a point where we've got a really good balance. Um, and it was a frustrating because, again, we had some really good chances in that game. And we, yeah, we just, it's... we're just not quite there. Really? Mad, mad to think that Ali is scoring goals now. Uh, playing up front, his natural position. He's a striker. He came to us as a striker. We tried him on the left. We tried him on the right. We put him up front now with Josh, and he's scoring goals. So, uh, what is it? Four and five now. I think it uh, is. it's no, it's four and three. Four and three. So yeah, it's not not a bad return. He looks a player that we thought he would be. Yeah, I said I didn't watch the game. I got told quite a lot about it and stuff. And uh, Shay Alexander scores a winner against you. You got to be slightly embarrassed about it. Cause... I mean, it, I mean, it, w- it was a good finish. I mean, he 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 played all right. I mean, to give you a little bit of context, a couple of the scary things. Nightingale just comes back in the side. I mean, the whole oh. side was a bit like, what the hell's going on? And Nightingale having not. What's the point think... here? 100%. Well, that was the first point, of course, is already we've got to the point where Pierre, since he's been up with us, he's been with us for a number of weeks and he's literally played 15 minutes against Hartlepool. Nightingale's been unfit for months, come straight into the side. We play three at the back. Um, I thought McAteer over the last couple of games has been very lively. And I think he's definitely, I would love to see him in the middle of the park. Woodyard continues to look leggy. Yep. Continues to look leggy. Um, Harry Pell was fine. Davison is just not... He's full of industry, full of running, never in the right place. I would be fascinated to know, and I don't know, I'm going to try and see if I can find out, how many shots he's actually had on goal this year. Like, in general, like, just That's how many shots. I'll rush that one. Well, I'm looking at stats at the moment, the right? Thing, the thing is, I've got to say, is obviously, after Julian, we did the debrief on Sunday. Uh, and I'd like to apologise to absolutely no one because we put a thing out. About, we, yeah, we put a thing out regarding what we were being told regarding Josh Davison and him being injured and being out for the rest of the season. It was him, DJ and Pierce were out. Pierce is still not back. DJ, I, I still understand is out. I also believe that, as I said at the time, these were rumours. There was nothing gospel going regarding this. Uh, yeah. I still think Josh Davison is injured. I saw him against Stevenage. He looks like he's carrying a knock. He looks like he's limping. He doesn't look the same player uh, for the last couple of weeks now where he's running around doing a lot of the hard work. Do you know what I mean? Because he could still do that with two up front. I think if it weren't for the debacle, debacle regarding Zach Robinson being loaned out and yep. us not signing a striker in January, yep. Josh Davison would not be playing Stevenage and possibly against Mansfield. And to be I honest with you, mate... we're playing him with an injury. Uh... Again, I've heard Pell's out for a long period as well now. So that'd be Pell out, Pierce out, yeah, and DJ out. Well, DJ is apparently eight weeks, so that's that's his season. Eight done. weeks. That's yeah. Again, this all can I just claim these are all rumors. This is what we get told or people tell me, and do you know what I mean? I let all the fans know because we don't like to hide anything. If people tell me something, then I tell the fans and most of the time I tell them if it's a rumor or but these are quite quite good links I have, so I, I believe that is the case. But Again, these are rumours, so people don't start shit in the bed and tweeting us and sending us oh. messages going, oh, well done, it's just, you to know. It's it, unfortunately, the thing with, with a lot of the stuff that's happening at the minute, very similar to Stevenage, is that the moment the moment you see something happening, you've automatically like, 
well, this is this is going to be a problem. And like the moment they start, we scored the goal. And then all of a sudden they came back into it and it was like, well, this is curtains. And it was just, it's just frustrating because when you're a Wimbledon fan, you can see it a mile off. You can see it an absolute mile off. You can see what's going to happen. And when, like I said, Max Emma scores uh, his header from a yard. Great save from Zanev. We start retreating. Fair play to Alexander. He has a decent shot. But again, we're near the end. We're, we're huffing and puffing. You know, we make some chances. I'm just interested, and again, going back to your point on Davison. How many, I've just found out, that I don't know how I found it out, but I have. You sent, your main centre forward, right? We've played 32 games. Mm. How many shots would you expect? your main centre-forward to have in 32 games? What would you say? What would be a fair... What would you be happy with? Oh, well, two shots a game. Are these on target or off target? Just shots? Just so shots? Just just a shot yeah, at look, goal. You, Yesterday, he had 60. one. Yeah, he had one which went over, didn't it? Yeah. And well, that, no, no, and, sorry, and that was in the, the, sorry, the first the minute. The left he had the, one, the save as well. Who made, it, Ali, well. Ali touched it back to him and he volleyed it half volley. Uh, and it, the keeper saved it. Uh, I'll give, com- give you that. That, that was him as well. Yeah, that was. Yes, yeah. so you look at two, two, three. I'd say 60, 60 plus shots. 60 plus, games. you reckon? Yeah, in 32 games. Well under that. Mm. Well under that. So, give you some context where he's at as, an, as a footballer, considering he's a centre forward and he's our main centre forward. In terms of his shots and goal, he's got eight goals, as you know. His minutes per goal is basically four games, one goal, which is a little bit light. And in terms of shots on target, he's had 45. Was it 47? 47, which is not even two per game. Is that service or is that him the way we've been playing with one up front? I think that's a, I think there's, I think there's a combination of factors in the fact that. Because Ali's scoring now, we're playing two up front and always playing in an actual position. Well, it's, it has been interesting again, like you said, the fact that he's gone up front, he's scoring goals, and Davison hasn't. But it's, I think it's just it, for me. I wonder whether or not the one up front thing he doesn't. He again, it's just the thing. The reason why I wanted to bring it up is the fact that he scored eight goals. He's had forty-nine shots, say, so he's only scoring one in six shots anyway. And it's just we're not. I don't know whether or not he isn't getting himself in the right position more frequently, or whether we're not helping him. But either way. Our centre forward isn't firing, and we're not we, ultimately. And we were talking about it all yesterday. And I don't know have you feel the same. I don't think it's a particularly. Let's be blunt. This league is terrible oh, in terms of they were second, say, and we in, were more than competitive with them. And had Stevenage, we, first and second, and I just thought that both of them were not very good sides. I thought Stevenage yesterday were bang average. I, I mean, I've kind of glossed over Gillingham because I was frustrated with Gillingham, but yesterday I'm, I was so frustrated. Because we got completely Steve Evans. We got exactly how he wanted us to play. He basically manipulated us as a team and the players. The second goal. But he does it all the time, up. Steve Evans. Exactly. Marsh goes up for a header. I know the he's guy a... bundles him and away we go. Steve he knows exactly is... what he's doing. Steve Evans, as a man, is an absolute oh, He's a complete toiler. But as a manager, yeah. he knows exactly what he's doing. But as a manager, he knows what he's doing. He's a, he's a good League 2, League 1 manager. And... Which is awesome Where we when we talk a little bit about substance or... Um, oh. Substance will start. Oh, that'll be, a really, substance, that'll be yeah. a really good chat. Um, but, but in terms of the way that we, he just manages to play a team who are aggressive, who are physical, who are constantly kicking the ball away, nudging the ball away. And the referee wasn't strong enough yesterday. There was also an amazing, you know, you go mental about fouls and where they're taken. 
there was a foul at the end. Casey McAteer tackled him on the line and was given a foul. The goalkeeper took it from like literally like <laughs> yeah, three foot outside mad. the penalty area, and you were like, "This All is ridiculous." But yeah, if you're going in the halfway line, you can it could be a ball length away, and you've got hold on, move it back. It's like no, you just moved that twenty yards. Yeah, anywhere was, near yeah. the goal the goal area. You can take the the keeper can take the ball wherever he wants. Really. What you what are you making of um McAteer, mate? I like McAteer, but he's not a right wing back. So no. it was really weird. I we started with a five at the back yesterday, I believe. I think it was uh Will, Paul Callenby, Lee Brown, and then we had Gunter right wing back and I think who was left with I, I think it was Chislett at first, but it looked like we I were think it was playing. McAteer. It was McAteer, was it? Yeah, I wasn't really paying much attention. I, I find at home now or if I'm not Going to a game live, I literally zone out of it. I can't watch it. I find it really struggle to watch Wimbledon. I mean, it was. I mean, I felt like we started all right. Lee Brown obviously got injured, which was frustrating. I don't think. Where was they Jack Curry? Because apparently we had a full squad. No comment. Other I've than Pell, if you look at the, he wasn't on the bench. We didn't had know where he was, and the we had five subs, which is embarrassing. It's known as a professional football. Bearing in mind, one's a keeper. Yeah, so we had four subs, uh, but. A week ago, Johnny Jackson told us that we had too many players and he was having a selection headache. And now we can Marsh has come back in. I thought Marsh done really well when he came in, to be fair, as a right he, back. He had as good a game as I've as I've seen in play for a considering while. Considering that we tried to offload him, I think that's yeah, not a bad he had a good game but when he came be, on. Yeah, McAteer, really... I like I like to see McAteer in the middle. He's got really to play good. in the middle because he's got energy. Do you know what I mean? He drives forward. He was he him. Woodyard, I thought was poor again. I mean, for me, he is almost the player that I was hoping Magoma would be in terms of get it look to be aggressive, look to go forward. He lost the ball at times, but he looked to be aggressive. He's quick enough. Woodyard looks enough shot, to get mate. it back. Yeah, I I take Woodyard, Woodyard out, but well he won't. Shot, and it really, I guess is it the no coincidence is that we are now conceding goals and look poor at the back? Now Will Nightingale's come back in. I think that's it's a little harsh. Is that harsh? Yeah, is that? Yeah, it is, but it's also not not. I think the more the bigger coincidence was you swapped Will Nightingale for Alex Pierce, and Alex Pierce was playing very very well. Now he's not about again. I don't know what's going on with him really. I know he was fifty fifty, whatever, but he didn't make Tuesday night either. Um, I think that the problem, and again, the thing with Nightingale. A classic example, yes, we were watching was like Will Nightingale will play 80% of a game of football and be look like a Rolls Royce, and then the 20% he'll look like a Mini Cooper banged well, that's up second half. And got, that's Nightingale, isn't it? You've got two centre backs like that. You've got Paul Callenby, 80% of the time he, he looks like it's a Rolls Royce, and he has done, but the other 20%, you know, he's got a mistake in him, uh, yep. 50p head. And the problem you've got, if you've got two of them next to each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, 100% of the time Pierce is going to win everything in the air, he's not going to get bullied off the ball. But you ain't going to play football. But yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it just frustrated. It, it just it was really frustrating. Two players who play exact same way next to each other. I, thought, I think Gunter's been okay. I thought, as I said, I thought Marsh done well when he came on. I've not seen much from Chislett lately. Where you think brilliant? Did, I thought it was Little's worst game for us yesterday. He weren't really involved in the play. I think it kind of missed him a little bit. It went. Do I mean away to Stephen his play as well? Uh, yeah, I thought it, we got, it, as you said, we, we got Evan. We definitely have him with, with Little. And I think he's a, but I'm sorry to cut you there, but I think Little's a really, it, mate. Used to it. I think he's a good football player, but he's not the football player that we were told we were getting. We were told to have this dead ball specialist, free kick specialist, guy who loves a long shot, gets that. He, and, and by the way, I'd have him no problem. I'd, I, I think for me, I feel him, he's kind of a bit Dobson-like play at the minute. 
Dobson and Woodyard are quite similar, but I feel like Dobson's a better Woodyard. I just of feel like he is. <laughs> I feel like Little is we haven't he hasn't been able to play in the way that I was expecting a bit of a box to box. But then it just I mean, shows, that. shows again, right? A couple of weeks ago in January, we were pushing for the playoffs. Again, another January transfer window we've totally fucked up, right? Because one, we haven't got a striker in and we've let Zach Robinson go. As I said, I think Josh Davison is injured. I think he's carrying something and, and we're risking him being out for yeah. longer. I really do think that. And if people don't, then they, they haven't been watching Josh Davidson all season because the last three games, he's been totally off it. Doesn't run as much as he has been. Uh, I know it's different when he's got Ali coming in, but you can still run around and Ali can just stay up top. I uh, Yeah, I think that's really going to kill us. Five subs at home against the team second is appalling for a professional football club. What, we haven't got any youth team players. Where's Sasu? Do you know what I mean? I know a few of them have gone out on loan. Bendles, Morgan Williams. We'll, we'll, we'll talk like about that, that later, but, loan, where are, but we where must are have... our players? Where are well, they? Well, yeah, we're going to go on in a bit and talk about style over substance. We're also going to talk about where are our players. Where, do you know what I mean? Why can we not full, fill a full squad in a match day? Uh, and why have we... To me, we've fucked up another January, to be fair. I just... I, I, don't, know, I don't know if I agree with that, but... I don't. The problem, I guess, the problem. Let's be blunt. The problem is, I don't feel like we fucked up with January. But compared to the score we had before January, and with the lone players who have all basically gone and not playing anywhere or playing for people who they shouldn't be playing, and last year, I but we like sold a, a sow. So the yeah. year before we sold Palmer. But this year we sell a sow. A sow, great money. So you can't really knock it too much. You're not going to replace a sow no. in the summer either. But we didn't then bring in a striker, another striker. So we're, we're literally gone with two strikers at the moment, Josh Davison and Ali. And we weren't even going with Ali as a striker when he first came in. Yeah. not Sending Zach Robinson on loan just blows my mind a little bit. Uh, there's obviously something there where they don't like him or his attitude's wrong and we, we, we're not having I am, I am staggered. But bearing but, in mind now, we've gone to two up front. We need another striker. That's we had no striker on the bench. People say Janet no. was on a bench of Pearson. No, also, also I've got one more thing I want to quickly mention for okay. you. On eighty ninth minute, we're losing three two to Stevenage. My dad said this. He was like, "What? What?" what and he brings minute. on Janet and Pearson. And the Pearson's got to be playing more minutes. Has yep. to be. Do you know what I mean? Because I like him. I like the look of him, and I don't get why he's not playing enough. Yeah, really weird to me because he's he's that he's he will get at players, but eighty ninth minute. And they're the kind of subs you make when you're kind of winning the game. You think, right, well, the game's gone. Let's get these two kids on. Do you know what I mean? I know Jan is an awful footballer and he is, no, but, he, he's the lammy of this I'm, season. But, he's la the lammy of this season. But, but yeah. you're right. I mean, like I said, if you think about Steven scored their third goal in the 83rd minute, it should have been straight away, right, you two, on and off. And again, it's it's just, yeah. I mean, um, again, the good, the, I mean, the good parts of it, we've, we've got a fan of centre forward who's scoring some goals. He looked Busy, he he nearly cocked up the second goal. Oh my god, had that had that ball not come back to him when he hit the bar with like open goal, was fuming. Um, so I feel like that that's been a positive. mcatee has been a positive. Uh, Zanev continues to be solid without. We've being we've said this about Zanev. He's a league two unremarkable league two goalkeeper. But I do I think the challenge is at the moment, and again, I don't want to tread too much into things we're going to talk about, but it. I guess it's that question now of do you want to win games? Or, to, for instance, when we were winning 1-0 nil or 0-0 nil -nil games and we drew 0-0, nil -nil, the game was pretty dull and it's a bit bit dull and bit boring. 
Now we've lost the game of football. We've scored two goals. The game's been much more entertaining also, to watch. Another thing, I obviously weren't at Plough Lane. It was quite a low crowd. Uh, low, what's, lowish. What's with the crowd noise coming through the tannoys now? I've I said to one of my mates, I texted him and said, "Oh, the atmosphere sounds amazing." He's like, "Yeah, they're putting crowd noise through the tannoy." I didn't know that to be honest with you. They're putting crowd noise through the tannoys. I was like, "What?" He's like, "I said it sounds amazing on TV, but." Do you know what I mean? It ain't full of tea. You that's, know what I mean? I that's, not where, that's not really where got, we're at. We've got to get... And it was good to see La Posta, uh, the new Argentinian. Well, not new. They're down Argentinian over. sandwiches, I saw down there. Argentinian, eh? yeah. They were very busy. I've got to give... So I, I'll give I credit where yeah. credit's due. There's a guy called Dom... Dom... I don't know his son. I can't... Or Tempu or something very like that. Dom, but he does a lot of work in the local community getting businesses on side to support Wimbledon. Okay. Put posters up in windows. Put scarves up. Get behind us. We support them by putting our money in their tills and they support us by, do you know what I mean, advertising our club. But yeah, the Posta come down yesterday and apparently they were very popular, but there was the same problem with the queues again, I believe, with the bars and stuff and people were struggling to get drinks. Again, and... I, I I didn't see much of that aspect of it. Right. And like I said, I, I I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the Stevenage game because I've kind of, like I said, I've written off <laughs> the year. And it is a weird one because if you think about League Two in general, the top 10 are competing for the playoffs. The bottom six are kind of competing for the bottom two. So really, you've only got eight teams who are kind of redundant. And now a season is redundant as of three games ago. We're, we're, yeah, what we're doing is competing we... for places rather than anything else. Again, we'll discuss this later, but I think the lower that we finish, the less likely it's going to be that Johnny Jackson should be in a job. I'd be If we finish 15th or below, then some serious questions need to be asked because it's not good enough for where we were in January and where we should have been at the start of the season. Do you know what I mean? I know our, our team are okay, but this league is shit. It's, it's There's not one good outstanding team in this league. Uh, with the squad that we've got, the manager that said at the start of the season, his ambition was to go promoted. Do you know what I mean? To finish below 15th, I'd be absolutely screwing at the end of the and season. The thing but... as well, Lee, which is really frustrating, is that of all the seasons we've had and the, the struggle to get up, this this year would have been is is the year to have had a real go at it. When you look yeah. in hindsight, you think about the teams that are going to come into it next year. The four that come down, uh, you, you're going to have two of them would be uh, decent. You you would you would think they'd be okay, and there's no doubt that Wrexham or Notts County are going to come up and they're going to compete. Yeah, and if you're going to if re the reality of it, you'd think they are definitely going to be the if Rex have come up, which is at the moment they've got a game in hand and they're winning by a point. They're going to come up and they're going to be looking to go all the way through. Oh yeah, they'll and spend then money. Whoever comes with them, but you also might have the Salfords still next year. You might have the Stockports. Do you know what I mean it's going to be a tough league next year? I think but... I think next year is definitely going to be a a harder a harder year, which is a shame. But we kind of, to be honest, as a football club, we kind of needed a bit of a dead year. Well, that's. But, should we yeah. should we move on and then we'll discuss Please, yeah. we'll discuss style over substance. So it doesn't matter how we play as long as we're getting points on the board because. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that in a minute. Soul over substance. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. So we're back and we're going to be discussing style over substance. So, uh, yeah, so I've seen it a lot on Twitter. People speak about it. We speak about it all the time. Me and my mates speak about it on WhatsApp. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Joe, who does our graphics, mentioned it yesterday, saying mad how we've started 
being less defensive kind of thing regarding conceding goals and stuff. And to you, Danny, does it matter how we play as long as we as long as we score goals? Well, I think I think this is and I think this games. is the real. Uh, well, I think this is a really interesting one because the reason why I think it's a good topic is that there's been a lot of conversation about Johnny Jackson. Is he the right person? Is he not the right person? Do you keep him? Do you not? We've also had conversations recently about we'd like to experiment and like to can we be creative. We've now got to the point where we're scoring goals. He's obviously changed the formation to get two up front. We're losing games, but we're scoring goals. So I guess it's a question of, like you said, genuinely, what what is more important, being entertained as a fan and seeing us play aggressively, or is it worth winning the game? So from from a personal perspective you obviously want to have a, a, a level of both. From from my perspective at the moment, I don't mind losing football matches, providing I understand what we're trying to achieve as mm. a team and the way that we play. And right now, I don't think many players could identify what we're trying to do and how we're trying to do it. And using, again, I know people go mad about Robbo, but the way that Robbo communicated, this is what we're doing. This is what we're trying to do. Yes, it didn't work, but everyone was clear as to what we were trying to do, where we're trying to get at, how we're trying to play. And at the moment, if someone said to me, what is the Wimbledon way of playing football right now? I, I'm i not convinced I could I could answer that properly, if yeah, that makes sense. I, could, I can't tell you what Johnny Jackson's trying to do. Yes. Or what are we, how are we trying to play? What? How are we impacting the game, I couldn't quite tell you what we're trying to do. Which so I know I just, is a bit of a cryptic answer, but... I found Joe's uh, tweet. He's glad we ditched the boring defensive football and scored more goals like everyone wanted. And I think he was half being sarcastic and half correct because we we have now... Do you know what I mean? We are scoring more goals, but the defensive side and the boring side of the game has gone because I thought Stevenage was quite an exciting game, actually. It wasn't as bad as everyone says. Do you know what I mean? I think just at the moment, I think... we're Yeah, I'm with you at the moment. I don't know what our style of play is. I don't know what our plan is going forward. Uh, I think he's changed it three or four times this season. I don't think a couple of times that Johnny Jackson has changed it, he wanted to change it. I think he got told to change it, especially first part of the season. There's rumours going around that, yeah, he got pulled in and saying it ain't good enough. And that means he had to change his style of play because it was boring. Uh, And as I said, we were winning, I think it was Crawley away. I mentioned it first off, we were winning 2-0 and we were passing it around the back. Weren't really going for him when we could have done, they had 10 men and people were booing because it was boring to watch. And I was like, this is mad. We're winning 2-0. Calm down. Do you know what I mean? We, we're going to win games like this all the time now if we're going to play like this. Easy. Then obviously, it didn't. We went on a losing streak. Then we went 10 games, what, without losing? Yeah. So, I mean, a really good run. Then that's the thing I wanted to speak to you about it and, and, and the listeners and stuff like that is when we went on that run, no one was questioning Johnny Jackson at all. It was... Yeah, totally of course. Naked. Uh, and when you're winning games, it doesn't matter how you kind of play. Yeah. For a lot of people, no one really cares. It's three points on the board, especially in a league like ours when it's not very good and you want to just get out of it. Yep. I, for me, it's never been about style. It's about winning games of football. And, I and want- to be fair to you, you've always been that. You've always been, I don't really care. I just want to win football matches. Yeah. Yep. 
I, I like, I don't get me wrong, I like it to be exciting. I think the problem at the moment with Wimbledon, and I think a lot of fans are feeling this way, is they feel not just with the football, but with the whole club as an all. And we've, we've mentioned, we we could go around, we're going around in circles every single episode at the moment because it is, there's a kind of, what's it called? Away from the club at the moment. People don't care if they're missing games on the Tuesday night now. We're before and Saturdays and stuff. And I know I was speaking to my mates and they've just, a couple of them said they've just, bored of going to watch Wimbledon at the moment because one, the style of play ain't very good. The game, the games ain't very good. They don't like the players that we've got. They're not really fallen for them. Do you know what I mean? I don't think anyone's really fallen for Johnny Jackson that much either. Do you know what I mean? Because one, it's, one minute we're like, yeah, we love him. Next minute everyone's like, well, do you know what I mean? I've seen Johnny Jackson out now as well happening again. Uh, and you think that's after two or three games. What What is your, what are your, your view? Because you're a bit different to me. Are you, do you want to see the good football, or are you happy as long as we're okay? Have a style and stuff. No, 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 it's cool. What do, you, what do you want the club to say as a style and what we want going forward? I think I understand the identity in terms of what we're trying to achieve as a football team because I think we've. I don't really know how else we can be. We are we, from my understanding, we are going to be a group. Of, we're going to be a football team. That want that needs a balance of season pros with a predominantly young side. So we're, in my opinion, we're not going to have a huge amount of people who are playing what I call prime time football. And what I mean by that is twenty five to twenty nines. We're not going to have a huge amount of people in that. We're going to have people before or after. Um, and the idea is we're always going to rely on young players. Our main modus operandi, I think that's what the phrase is, is we're going to get young players. We're going to sell them on. And we're going to earn that money and we're going to start chipping away away the money off the stadium. Hmm. In terms of how we go about our football, that's where I think there's a challenge. Because using a live example, mate George brought his brother to the football, never been to a game, sports are random. And he's like, I'm in the local area. I'm looking for a club to support. That's exactly what he said. And I've never met him before. We're just having a chat in the queue or whatever. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm local. I'm, I'm, you know, Wimbledon's my nearest team. Thinking about somewhere where I might go and watch football and get involved a bit and watch a bit. He would have left the game yesterday. The, the, the fans were good. It was, it was a good, I thought it was a good atmosphere yesterday. The football on offer was good. There was a bit of niggle. There was a little bit of everything. He saw goals. He probably had a pint, had a bit of food. And the food queue when we were there wasn't too bad near a kickoff. So in my opinion, he's going to walk away from there with a really, really positive experience. And I'd be very surprised if he didn't come again. Hmm. So I think, and this is where I think it's an interesting one. From a club perspective, I think they're looking for uh, an entertainment package, which is where fans can buy into it. And once we've got enough of those, then we can impact on the football. Whereas your, your mainstream fans, frankly, just want to... Want to win, want to win football match like yourself. They want to win a game of football, well, I, and I don't think we've. I don't know at the moment. I don't think we're getting that right, and I think the problem we're having is that we've said it and you've said it. We just want to play. This is the time for Johnny Jackson to experiment. He's experimented in a couple of games, mainly because he's had to. We've changed formation. We've gone two up front. We've scored more goals, and all of a sudden, people are now questioning whether he's the right man for the job. And I. It's, I feel really hard. Right. To, I, I don't understand how he can do anything different. We've asked for something, we've given it, and now people want him out. I don't understand how it works. I, call, I called 2-1 Gillingham. I said Gillingham would win 2-1. Yes, you did, and I'm going to so, give you credit for that. I'll make that right. But Congratulations. I did say that this the start of this run now till the end of the season is a tough old run. 
Gillingham have changed their squad and they're decent. Stevenage is second and they they fell away a little bit. They had a really bad form. So they were looking to to get results to push back on. We then got Mansfield. We have Harrogate. We've got the teams that are, like you said, are going to be mid-table, got nothing to play for, but their players have. They've got contracts to play for. And this is what I want at the moment from our squad and our team is I want every single one of them players to give 100% every week. And I don't think we've seen that in the last few years. And I think that's the issue that I have is that we don't have that passion. Do you know what I mean? I know people say Steve Evans is a scumbag and stuff like that. And I, I, he's not the kind of manager I want, but I want someone with a bit of passion on the sideline who's going to want to kick every ball, head every ball in. Do you know what I mean? And show that passion. I want players who are going to show passion, not just complete shithousery all the time. Do you know what I mean? That's why I kind of love Pell now, but I know a lot of people are falling out of him a little bit because of the, the shithousery too much. Like Lee Brown. Lee Brown, everyone loved him when he came in because he said bastard on in an interview once or something like that. He swore. Yep. But some of his shithousery sometimes, you just think, what are you doing, mate? You're an experienced pro. Do you know what I mean? Just go and play. And that's, I think, what we want. And I don't. I just don't think it helps off the pitch sometimes when we've got... Uh, We've got two different fan bases, I think. And you've got one fan base telling everyone else how they should be supporting Wimbledon and this is how it's done and this is what you should be doing. And I think that annoys then the other half of Wimbledon. And it's kind of thing at the moment where we haven't got a great product on the pitch. People yep. are looking at it and going, I'd rather spend my Tuesday night taking my kids to cinema or I'd rather tuck them in bed, give them a kiss goodnight uh, and watch the Barcelona so game on TV. So what... So... Let's collaborate here then, God help us. What 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 is AFC Wimbledon's plan? What do we as fans? Let's imagine Johnny Jackson listening. Let's imagine Craig Copes listening. What do we want? I know I know we're a diverse group, but what do we think we want as a group? Me personally, yeah. If I was the club, I'd be yep. ruthless, really ruthless. Now we have the Cowley brothers, right? Who are not managing anyone at the moment. They're rumored to be up uh, linked to Colchester, which I think they've only just signed. No, they haven't got a manager yet because they went to Wickham. I'd be looking at the Cowley brothers with Simon Bassey. And I know it's harsh on Johnny Jackson. Yeah. I mean, but the problem we got is can we afford to be harsh by sacking someone because we'd have to pay him out? I think we've got a manager who really doesn't really want to be at Wimbledon. He's using us either as a stepping stone or he he knows he can't leave or he can't quit because then it looks bad on his CV and then he ain't going to get another job. But as I said to you earlier, if we're going to finish below 15th this year, serious questions need to be asked of what our strategy is going forward, how we are going to be selling players. Like Jack Curry since January has just fallen off the radar again. Massively. Not a great business move for us because we were looking at a million pound for him. You can't be asking now in the summer for a million pound for someone who hasn't played since January. Do you know what I mean? Or look, there's rumours. Get this is what I hate about women, right? And this is why we say communication has to be key with everything. People say you can't tell us if players are injured because it gives Stevenage the heads up. I doubt that Steve Evans sitting there on a Friday night waiting for FC women to release news to go right. Woodyard's definitely in. Do you know what I mean? We don't even have to say. We could say we've got key injuries in key places. Uh, yep. We're hoping still to put a decent squad out on Saturday, but. Do you know what I mean? This is where it comes to now people are questioning Jack Curry and is he throwing his toys at the pram, which I don't believe he is. I don't think he's that kind of player. I think he obviously is, he has a knock. Johnny Jackson, I think, threw him under the bus a little bit the other day with him and Harry Pell by saying, it's what I see in training. And if a player does well, they'll they'll keep the shirt. And Lee Brown, to be fair to him, has done well. Yeah, he's been all right. But I'd have Jack Curry over Lee Brown, even if Lee Brown's doing well. 
And we need a manager who's going to be ruthless. And I, I think we need a club who's going to be ruthless. And we've got the Cowley brothers sitting there. I'd be going after them and going, come in with Craig Cope. What is our strategy? Like, as you said, Robbo, with all his faults, he had yeah. a strategy and he was never diverting off it. And maybe that was one of his fault and one of the issues why he got sacked because he weren't going to divert from it. But we all were on the same page. We all knew where we're going. Well, I don't think Wimbledon fans know where we're going now. The only way we're going at the moment is down, not relegated, but down a league. And as we said earlier, the, the league's going to be tougher next year. I'd like to see just wins on the board yeah. with a little bit of style. Do you know what I mean? I, I just want I just want the Wimbledon way back, but I don't know what yeah, but that we're, is but, anymore. Well, well this is, but this is what I'm saying to you is that, and, and ultimately, let's be honest... The, the the reason why this is an interesting chat is we always talk about teams and I'll, I'll pick one who always talk about it is Poxy West Ham constantly talk about we're the Amers we play in a certain way it's the West Ham I mean shut up you idiots you play with whichever group you've got whatever you work with so naturally the problem is people want both and the, what I'm saying is at the moment I don't think we can offer it we've got 12 games left what would you want do you want us to play in a certain way and go we're Wimbledon and we we play two up front with no, the idea I, that I, hopefully you win games or do you want six points more but the football isn't as good? What 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 do we want? I think we need to go with not what we want, but what Johnny Jackson wants. He is our manager currently, yeah. So if you're undermining him by saying you have to play in a Wimbledon way, just say to him what what is your what do you let him do what he wants to do. If that's passing it around the back again, then that's his that's his style. Let him do that now, I think, because I think we've either handcuffed him or tied his hands up and it's not good for him. Do you know what I mean? It, or he, he he hangs himself, kind of speak. Do you know what I mean? He should have been brave enough. He should have had the bollocks to say, look, this is what I do. This is how I do it. Do you know what I mean? If the rumours, again, rumours that he got told he had to play a certain way. But do, do you know what, do you understand what we do on a certain... At the start, a few weeks ago or a few months ago, Sam Elliott kept coming on debrief and saying we were so predictable. Our goals we conceded are so predictable. Do you know what I mean? The way we play, it's going to be one nil and then two one, and that's kind of crept back in now. Our predictability of conceding from corners or set pieces, and again, and this is this is why it's been really frustrating. Is that we're not quite good enough in each of the departments, and we we've got back. My dad said again, it, we we are predictably unpredictable, and in terms of. If we play two up front, we know we're going to give away poor corners. And then yesterday, a couple of the goals were like it was literally the first in particular from Pierre Gianni, where it was it was pathetic. Short corner, nobody went. Ali Hamadi looked at someone, oh. someone else looked at him. Free pass, some guys peeled off. Free header, and it was like we all saw this coming from a million miles away. It was so frustrating to watch it. Second one was a foul that we got bundled over, and eventually. It was. It looked like it was an own goal in the end. It, it, it was just. It was just really, really, really difficult to watch. And like I said, I guess from a football fan perspective, if I'm really honest, I kind of feel like we need to work out how do we want to play the game, and attack that way, and go. This is what we're going to try to do. We're going to play that way, and we're gonna we're gonna get hope to find the players that fit that system, and we go. But if I'm really honest, I'm 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 kind of. I've never been particularly enamoured with Johnny Jackson. I made it really, really clear. I, I, I think he's done a good job in terms of that patch of games. But from a whole season point of view, I, I, I've 
when we started this season, we were given assurances of budget being used. We were assurances of we are aiming to be this that, and the other. And let's be honest, I'm lo- I'm just looking at the, I'm just looking at the table in terms of goal difference, in terms of mm. um, looking at how it looks. The the way that we've gone about our football, we've scored thirty five goals. We are bottom ten goals, and guess where we are? We're bottom ten conceding goals. We're we're better. We are probably top ten, but it just I kind of don't feel like it's fitted well. And I think overall, what will be fascinating, which is why I think it's a tricky one for Johnny Jackson because. Me as a fan, I want to see us attack. I want to see us entertain. I want to see what we're capable of. But the reality is, if we give him the license to do that, you can't sack him at the end of it. You have to say, but that's why I think give him accountability and say, yeah, exactly. And this is why I think in many ways it's kind of a either you say you're our man, don't worry, go and get all the information you need in the next two months, get your Craig Cope, go and get your squad sorted out early, and we're going to hunt next year. Or you tell him you've got ten you've got ten games here to to turn it round and you you expect something out of him. I, the problem that... I think this season as well is that fans, uh club board, Don's trust board, managers, everyone, we've come into this league and we thought it was gonna be easy and it actually has been. Do you know what I mean? Even though this league is shit, there's not much quality in it. I think we thought we could go with what we had last year. A lot of the stuff like Woodyard, Marshes. Do you yep. know what I mean? We we got lucky with Curry and Biller. Do you know what I mean? And 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 we thought we could go with Gunter Brown. Do you know what I mean? Experienced players, and we'd kind of not walk the league, but we'd we'd win games easy here and there. We'd lose the odd one, and we went in with our eyes closed, thinking, "Yeah, we wouldn't have to do much this league." Where actually we we should have actually gone and gone right. Wait a minute, what do we actually need? We bought Josh Davison in, and that was. Yeah, you know I mean, we needed more than that. We bought Paris Montgomery and thinking he was going to just walk around the pitch and play beautiful football and stuff. And it didn't really work out because he got bullied off the ball a little bit too much. Do you know what I mean? When we needed the littles at the start of the season. Uh, maybe next year we'll be, we will be better because Craig Hope knows what we need and hopefully he'll bring in players on on lower contracts or, do you know what I mean, that we can afford and gems that we need to find. But yeah, I think we win it as fans as well. When we and we bought into all the stuff the club sold us, and I think I'd love to know what like. There's a guy called Mike Mike Truin. He's he's on Twitter now, and I I I know Mike and his mates used to go home and away all the time. They've kind of give he's kind of given up on it at the moment. He's kind of thinking of other stuff to do than go watch Wimbledon, which people go, oh, "You're mad, you're not a fan." But I can kind of get it because it is boring. I, I understand to watch. it. I I find the stuff off the pitch so boring now. I find being Talked down to by a lot of fans, boring. Do you know what I mean? I just think I, I, I just can't even be asked to reply. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and as I said to you last week, it's the I'm okay, Jack. Now supporters, as I said, there was nothing about the meet the manager put out. Chris, Chris thought, bless him, he came on the debrief the other day and said he's taking it all on board. The next one will hopefully be recorded, or there'll be someone actually writing down everything and then it'd be going out to everyone, which should have been the case in the first place. But yeah, there was other ways and there was other people that could have put stuff out and chose not to deliberately. And I just think the whole thing of people feel like they're being lied to, even though we're probably not. It's just the way that Jolly Jackson probably works. But mm. as a fan base, we feel like we've been lied to. We feel like we've been lied to by the Don's Trust board. We feel like we've been lied to now by the management team. Do you know what I mean? And then you get told by fans, this is how you should support your club. And I think people have just gone, I've, I've, over the last few years, I've had enough of all this. Plough Lane's good. I've been there a few times. But yeah, I just, yeah, I, 
the product on the pitch ain't great. Some of the players were earning decent wedge, and you think, why are they aren't like not being rude? I've heard Marshy's on about two, two and a half grand a week. Do you know what I mean? It's, I don't know, but I think I think the problem, like I said, is that despite the challenge with, with the Robo era, we knew exactly where we were at, and everyone kind of went, okay, this is what we're doing, and we're cl- and we've got clarity. I don't I don't really have that at the minute. I don't quite know. We as a fan base, I mean, let's be honest. At the start of the season, and again, forgive me, I'm just giving an opinion so you can take it or leave it or chuck it in the bit. I don't really care. At the start of the season, it was abundantly clear that we were trying to play at the back. Yeah. We were trying to play at the back. And the idea was quick play, small lads, pass, 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 and we'd move forward. We then got to the point where we put Harry Pell. We're having a difficult time. We played Sutton at home, and it was like, we need to change what we're doing. It's not working with Zanov at the back. It's not working with Pierce. We can't play out the back. Pierce went out of the team because he got injured. For, I think he got injured, if I remember rightly. We got dropped, one of the two. And then we started playing more direct. We had a lot more success. We were not playing on the floor. We played direct, longer balls. And we got to the point where we had a bit of <clears throat> a bit of flow. We then hit the wall again against Sutton again <laughs> because we lost our best player in in um, Basal, who would get into spaces because we'd go long and he'd run onto it. And now we got to the point where we realised that because we're not getting higher enough up the pitch, we're basically going long, flicking it on and winning it. And no, we're not impacting the game. And now we're trying to come up with almost a third identity. That's a lot of identities to kind of have in a season, part one. And part two, like I said, I just, I feel like as Wimbledon fans in general, and again, it's a really hard thing to say that, by the way, as Wimbledon fans, because as you've just said, we we have evolved massively. Mm. We're talking about, you know, in many ways, four or five different styles, different types, different things that people are looking for, from the new fan who wants to see you get it down and play it, to the older boys, older fans who effort, effort, hard work, effort, roll your sleeves up, was enough for us as a team. We The club is kind of moving in different ways, but from a very, very personal perspective... I'm okay with losing football matches. I don't want to get relegated in from this league. I think that's the, the above thing is this year from now on, I don't care what we do because we're not going to get relegated. And if we lost every single game, but we recognised these players weren't good enough, that's what we need to get. And we got a good squad for next year. I'll take it. Mm. But I think the, the bigger cultural thing is we have had a culture over the last, not far off a decade, by the way, Lee, since we've been in the football league, we've had one, successful season that's yep. it and we've had a decade of losing football matches and I think we've got a culture among our team where we're happy to nick a win here and nip a nick a win there I guess what I'm trying to say is we've been very happy to not set the pace we're happy to catch up yep. we're happy to stay in the middle if we're going to be a successful club we have to set the agenda we have to set the pace we have to be at the forefront of what's happening rather than the catching up and I feel that to do that I would be happy for Johnny Jackson to lose every single game. I'm not enamoured with the bloke, far from it. But I think we've seen enough in patches where I think he's got stuff to offer. I feel we've got a a squad of players 60 to 70% I'm happy with. I think there's a few areas that I feel like, but we need a bit of support, we need a bit of support. And I think that will allow us to then carry on with the way that we play rather than let's have a squad let's use whatever rubbish we've got we'll nick a one nil win against Hartlepool and we'll go away happy I'm, I'm not convinced on that but for me we need to be more ruthless we have to be we we weren't ruthless enough with Robbo do you know yeah. I mean we, we left that way too late for my opinion I still think though if Robbo had been in charge now we'd probably be in a better position now 
Agreed. We, we stay with him, and yep. as you totally, said, which is we, a weird, weird statement. We, but I yeah, totally very weird because considering he's probably on he paper would worse. suit us. He would have actually yeah. suited us much better this year than last yep. year. One hundred percent. Worst, pay, worst manager. Annoyingly, on paper I hate it had, when I agree with you. I have to. Yeah, uh, I also think there's not much as in consequences for players uh, because they know they can perform badly. And I think nothing's going to happen. We're so threadbare. We said this at the start of the season. We've been lucky that Curry and Biller have, uh, have shone through and come through. We were lucky with Towler. Do you know what I mean? I just think that there's still dead wood from last season that we still have in players like Woodyard and Marsh. Do you know what I mean? That we need to look at moving on. Woodyard's been here four years and I've only ever seen him go backwards. Do you know what I mean? I just think we need to look at, uh, yeah, we need to be harsher and a little bit, yeah, we have to have consequences for bad performances and stuff like that as well when it when it is bad. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't mind if we now, we've said this though last, I think three or four weeks, Danny, now we've said this, when we're picking our teams, when we do the preview of the games, we've going, let's mix it up a bit. Let's go all out attack. Don't like, and, and I think Stevenage was the one where we, we lost 3-2. It was an exciting game of football. You could have seen why we were trying to do things. And do you know what I mean? He has changed it to, uh, to up front. I'd like to see, yeah, other things change as well. But yeah, shall we move on? Yeah, why not? Let's. Talk, I'll tell you what we need to talk about. Where on earth are our football players? Well, well, yeah, we'll discuss the injuries we're suffering at the moment. Have we got a physio? Because Tim Maynard went to Fulham. No one knows if a new physio come in. Uh, and yeah, we'll discuss why we suffer with so many injuries. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back and we're going to be discussing, well, at the moment, our current injury list is quite long. Uh, we kind of went on, someone asked a question on the debrief the other day regarding our injuries and I, I don't really have an answer on why we suffer so many injuries. don't know if it's a common thing with other football clubs because I don't look at their re injury record. But we do seem to suffer a lot more than others. Is it to do with the facilities? Our training ground ain't exactly the best. I think it's a, a public training ground that we share with other people. I'm not 100%. I know I've been down there a few times. It ain't the greatest. I think the pitches are quite okay, but yeah, we're not. But we lost him, Tim Maynard, to Fulham. He went to Fulham's first team. I don't know if we've replaced him. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the case. So if we haven't, then why haven't we got a new physio in? Uh, and is that why we're suffering injuries? And, and from a club point of view, I don't know why. I know we get told, oh, why would you want to give our secrets away? I don't see it as that being that deep that Stevenage on a Wednesday, Monday or Saturday are looking at our injuries and planning for that. I think they plan anyway. League two football. Do you know what I mean? Like Jack Curry, apparently. And this is what we were saying earlier regarding being lied to and fans. One minute we're being told we've only got DJ out and, and Pell's going to be assessed before the game. Uh, and then Curry's missing. Then, you know what I mean, uh, a week ago, Johnny Jackson said he had too many players to choose from uh, and that he had uh, yeah, a selection headache. And then we can't even field five. We can f f barely field five subs for a game against Stevenage. So, Danny, what's your view on the injuries? Where are the players? I wish I knew, mate. And again, this is it's one of those challenges where, you know, you do get, you do get the odd player here and there and there's a problem with what's going on. But... It was a bit like I heard nothing about Joasimi at all, and like there's a potential that he's got a relatively substantial injury. Hmm. It's just yeah, a bit of a weird one, really. I don't really know what to make of it, and I don't know. 
what the answer is, but it's just, it's for the second or even, in my opinion, the third time in a year where we've had a really, really challenging time of injuries where we've had to, and just so I'm, just so everyone is clear, when I'm talking about a challenging time of injuries, I'm talking about the fact that we don't have a left back at the football club now who's fit. I'm talking about having Gunter having to move from right back to left back. I'm talking about us, you know, using players who are massively out of position. That's what I mean. When I'm talking about we're lacking injuries, I am talking about numbers on the pitch, but I'm also talking about either none of your top Iver. three picks. Either, yeah. I know You're he's not just stepped your... down, but I don't think he was going to be playing left back on Saturday. Well, we are struggling. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I just, I don't know what the answer is. And and it, it happened earlier in the year. It happened last year where we were like, I don't, we literally had like, we don't know who we're going to play here. And we were just picking up random players and going, you might fit. Well, no, you don't. And we got rid of Palmer and we didn't, he got injured and we didn't replace him. And then we didn't have a forward and we like, what are we actually, what the hell are we going to do? So I'm with you. I, 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 I look at Curry. I don't know how long he's out <laughs> for because we, again, we haven't been told. We God knows. Could be, he could be back on Saturday. Uh, Lee Brown could be a long-term injury. It looked quite bad. Uh, as I said, I've heard Josh is going to be quite, I think that's him done. I did hear Pierce was done, but again, at the moment, I think because the club don't really give us much information regarding injuries, rumours just then start flying around and things, and 50% of the rumours are true, 50% are not true, uh, and we don't know where we are with regards to players, and I just think, yeah, I don't know why we suffer with so many bad injuries. Is it the facilities? Is it the training ground that we got? We don't currently look like we have a physio at the moment, which is pretty poor for, again, a professional football team. How are we not filled in uh, a full squad as a professional League 2 football team, even with youth team players. I know a lot of them are on loan, but we still must have some around that we could go, right, you're on the bench, and you never know, a 16-year-old kid could just blimmin fly. I just, I struggle, I, str- I struggle with the information side of it, really, not being told why this player's out or how long he's out for and stuff like that. I don't get why we don't get told. People say it's because we don't want to give our tips to the other team but I just don't you know what I mean like like they care about DJs you know what I mean playing or not they're just going to set up how they set up well I doubt well I don't think we're looking at Mansfield going oh he's injured because I again I, I just don't see us being that clever but there's also like like I didn't know Quayne Bartley played for Harrow Borough now yeah that was announced the other day to be fair okay fine that's right I just like I said I just I'm I'm really surprised that I'm looking at our squad and we've gone from, right, we've now got strength in depth to we've got that four guys. Time. We've got four four on a bench. Like I said, it was just, it was the complete out of the blueness. One, we've we've had like the game, Gillingham game, it's all rosy. And now it's all of a sudden within three days, we're down to bare bones. Like, I can't pick a team for Saturday and a, a squad. I can't pick... 17 players for Saturday at the moment because I don't know. Just going by the fact that we've missed these players recently DJ, Pierce, Pell, Curry, who else? Brown. That's five there already. As I said, I still think Davidson shouldn't be playing. I think he's carrying a knock. Do you know what I mean? That's six players out. Who are you? Well, replacing? He's, got, he's got Pell, Curry. He wrote that he spoke about Biller. Biller. Pierce, yeah, I forgot about Biller there. Jai Brown. Brown now. It's just that Will Will's made of glass. And also, we said this earlier when we were talking about the games that we just played. Our unfit is Pierre 
if Will Nightingale's been out for eight months, come straight back into the team and Pierre can't get a game that we I'm, just loaned. I'm, I'm staggered that Nightingale time. played and he started. I, I'm, I don't really understand that, to be honest with you. And like I said, if Pierre has come in, I know Sutton, he was a little bit worse for wear and he, he's obviously come in, but if you're going to give Pierre 15 minutes against Hartlepool and you're going to basically drop him because of the goal that was conceded against Hartlepool at the end, you've got to drop Nightingale now, or one of them, because the the, the goals at Gillingham, no one marked the first player, and the, but, the, you got and, and there were also so, the two yesterday, just ridiculous. Someone said the other day, uh, uh, what's it, I forget his name now, who does the Don's vlogs, said, how can people... Uh, fans with no management experience. I did take that personally, to be fair. I did manage another big time, inside. big time. Do you know what I mean? How You're fans, right our fans with no managerial experience, me and you, right, can see that Pierce can't play three games in a week, right? But our management team can't, and now we've lost him to injury. We were saying he should not be playing. We've said it, mate, for ages. He shouldn't be playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. No, you know what I mean? And then he went and got injured against Hartlepool, which was what what we, we had Uber before. We had Saturday, then we had Northampton, then we had Hartlepool. Yeah. So, I mean, three tough games, and then he gets injured. Now we're playing Will Nightingale Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. The the, 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 and up. that's but that's the argument. That and that in, in a nutshell, this is exactly my concern. We've we've gone from having Woodyard Nightingale not playing, he's now playing Saturday Chillingham, Tuesday Stevenage, Saturday Hart Mansfield. Yeah. Yeah. He and he's an after play. So it's kind of like uh, I just it seems we, are to we be not a managing our bonkers. are we not managing our players correctly? It's like Billa, Billa. People are saying Billa looks a little bit off. Maybe we should rest it in, put Gunter back in as soon as he comes back from the World Cup. Do you know what I mean? Mix it up here and there. You can't. They're young kids. I know. I get. Johnny says right. Once you win the shirt, it's yours. But now we seem to be doing it the other way with Curry. He keeps getting not, and then he's out of the team, and then back in. Billa, you know what I mean? You could kind of see his injury record was so bad, and we was just burning him out, and then he got injured. And Is it bad management? Is it bad management that we are where we are with injuries as well? That they played till they break? It's a... It, I, don't, I, I generally don't know the answer, and maybe it's because we don't have a big enough squad or a good enough squad that this is a problem. But I do feel like our squad's always smaller than other squads. I always feel like our squad is smaller than other squads, and... The fact is, but again, we needed our younger players to go out and get some experience. We know it, it, it. The thing that just baffles me, Lee, unfortunately, is the Zach Robinson thing. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more it's just a constant. We need we, now the fact that we're playing two up front now means we don't have a single backup forward, and it's like we are. We, I don't know. I don't really know to what, the, I don't know what well, the problem though, is. Zach Robinson's been injured and he hasn't been playing a hundred percent at Dundee. No, but he scored still, on Saturday. He's got ten goals this year. Yeah, he's still mad, isn't it? Considering he's, 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 scored, had, he's scored more goals. He's probably than Josh had more Davidson shots has. on goal than Josh Davidson. I know it's for Dundee in a shocking league. That but... will be an easy find out. And like I said, it just. But like I said, I, I, we can kind of go around and slag things off until the cows come home. But with how it's we just... can't fill a bench even with two youth team players is beyond. As you said, one of them was a goalkeeper the other day. At that five, so we only had Pearson, Jenner, Marsh, and who was the other one? Uh, Pierre as our four subs. So again, if you're chasing a game and you want to switch it around, we're not up front. We can't really switch it around because Pearson and Jenner are not strikers. But as I said, is it? I think it's linked to the whole lot. One, we've got a small squad. Two, our facilities ain't great, 
Three, we are playing players until they break. Literally playing them until they break. Because, again, Pierce should not be playing Saturday, Tuesday. Nightingale probably can't play Saturday, Tuesday. Biller shouldn't have been probably coming in and playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? He was a young lad with a bad injury record. Pell's now broken down. Yasaimi, why were Charlton not playing him? Uh, yeah. Well, and like I said, this is why it's just, um, yeah, it's 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 just a frustrating because I just, and again, this is where I feel sorry for Johnny Jackson a little bit, but whether he's I part don't. of it, every time you get a bit of momentum, injuries, injuries, cock up, sale. But then manage, of... manage your squad better then. Manage your team better. We we knew the other week we weren't getting in the playoffs and we said, switch it around. He had McAteer sitting there, mate, and he weren't even playing him for three of the games. Yeah, so, I mean, no. we said he was playing fifteen minutes here and there. Why I don't. I, I genuinely don't know what the answer is. So, I mean, you tried to get rid of Marsh. Lucky enough, Marsh didn't go anywhere. Otherwise, we'd have been screwed. Because I mean, we tried to offload Marsh. The scary thought is we could be, we we, we could go, we could have gone back. Imagine what what it was like with these injuries last year. I mean, which probably I don't anyway. So I, I don't really know what the answer is. The challenge is we can't improve everything at the same time. Um, and like I said, I, I'm pleased with the squad we've got in general. But the way that we're going about our business, and again, not to rub salt in the wounds, but Taylor scored twice yesterday. Do you see that? I I don't care. To be I know you don't players, care. I was just when players at leave, when they leave. Ports have, ports have scored, and he got two, and he annoys yeah, me because he was good. Yeah, but he was only our player. Don't fall in love with lone players. Paris McGoma scored uh, an equaliser for the scum. Who cares the shit, man? Did he really? Yeah, last minute. Oh. <laughs> scored, but I again, I. I saw it. Someone posted it on Facebook. I haven't searched. I don't. I literally don't care. Once they've gone, they're gone. He's a Portsmouth player now. He was never our player in the first place. No, that's fine. No, to be fair, we we've not missed him as much as I thought we were going to miss him. Pierce came in, but we we had to manage Pierce better, and we we didn't, and we haven't done. And yeah, that could bite us on the ass. I'd just love to know how long these players are out for, because as I said, we were getting told three players are out for the rest of the season. Josh Davison being one of them. Josh started on Tuesday. It doesn't look like the same player for me. I I think he's carrying a knock. I think I think he's leggy. And uh, Woodyard looks like he could do with a rest, but I don't think he'll ever will rest him. And yeah, I think yeah. Well, I don't know. I think we're struggling big time, and I think it's a culmination of all three reasons. But it's just a shame. Like I said, I just there were moments in the season where you thought we, we could actually do something here. Mm. That, do you know what I mean we we felt like okay we we're actually well, there was we, people we, we've got some we we. And again, I, I always felt that we'd kind of be mid-table, but I felt there was points in the, in the season where I was like, okay, do you know what? I could be wrong here, and we could be in with a great shout, and we've just, we're not, we're just, we've just fallen away at the way. Yeah, but there were some people like you and people like Jack Morty who were literally deluded and thought we were going to get playoffs. I mean, people like me. I, I never said we'd be playoffs, you loser. All right. Well, Jack Morty did, and he's deluded, but he's a Dulwich fan anyway. Who cares? Right. We'll move on. That was a brief chat regarding our injury record, which is great. When we come back, we'll be previewing the big game on Saturday against Mansfield, uh, which will probably nice preview, but I won't be watching it because I'll be in Milan. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans. For the fans. Right, we're back for the final part of today's episode or tonight's, depending on where or when you're listening. Uh, We are going to be previewing the big game against Mansfield. Uh, Danny, as you're aware, and maybe the listeners are, I will be in Milan this weekend watching Atalanta versus Udinese. 
Go then, on, the lads. And then Inter versus uh, Lecce. Uh, a very much planned trip that I'm buzzing for. Because Is that one of the things that you organise through like an organisation that does? No, I do, for I do you, it all myself. Of course you have. I do almost. I go to Germany every year as well, and I go to yeah. Budapest, and I go watch football. If anyone wants any tips of travelling across Europe to watch football, please come and uh, tweet me. Chips. You still have your weird website with all of the weird grounds. German football stadiums. Yes, of course it is. Of course you do. Uh, Give it a plug. Give it a plug now, quickly. Uh, uh, I love football stadiums. Love going to them. If I won the lottery, I'd be touring the world, going to football stadiums. Right. And uh, my one of my bucket list football stadiums is the San Zero. And obviously, I'm never going to be able to go watch Wimbledon there. So, yeah, it's... Uh... Do Inter and AC Milan both play at the Centero? They do, yes. And they're knocking they, it what, down. I was soon. going to say, they're knocking it down soon, aren't they? They're going to rebuild, yeah, and it's going to be AC and Inter Milan still. Oh, ah, so, okay. Well, yeah. have a nice time. I'll be Can't watching wait. the game, naturally. You're Mansfield at home. Mansfield. Well, we'll have it on iFollow on, uh, in... And Atlanta's ground. I'll make you both ship himself. He'll probably ship himself out. Is he going? Is he going to the game? He's coming, but he always, every time he goes, even he took his missus right out for their anniversary dinner. He had iFollow on the uh, on his phone while he's having dinner. I think he took a Burger King. I don't know whether or not well, I'm pleased about that. So he should have got rid of her when he met her. To be fair, obviously the she's a nice um, girl. To be fair, nice girl. But... So Saturday's return of Anthony Hartigan, mm. which would be interesting. And we, I feel like, is he? We does he play for him? Yeah. Well, they're them and Sutton, the only things I've seen this year that I thought, oh, actually, they're and they were good when... over at their place. I know we had Gunter sent off, but yeah, and we they... were absolutely poor. We went two well, nights, we, we were we were brilliant at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, we we slid massively down the list. Yeah, they're they're one of the ones where I thought, oh, actually, these are de-. I know we had 10 men and stuff, but I thought, oh, these are decent, and yeah, uh. Where, have they got any chance of playoffs or? Yep, they're sort of eight, eight for ninth, I think. They they look that they they they've done a decent job in terms of their recruitment. Obviously, Nigel Clough is their manager, so he will always do a half decent job. They are currently eighth. They're so they're one place off the playoff, and they're one two point two games in hand, one point off Salford. Um, in terms of the form, they uh, in the last five they've lost their last game. But they won the previous three, okay. so it's a bit, a bit of a, a little bit I, of a concern. And their after, away form is good. They've won three of the last five. After what we've been speaking about this today or the, on the episode, I don't really care what Mansfield have been doing or what they've got or anything. I think we should be whine about ourselves. Go with a decent team if we can put one together, and go for it and try and get at Mansfield. I'd like to see McAteer starting. I'd have Gunter left. I'd have Nightingale, Paul Callumbay, and Marsh. And then I'd drop with Woodyard and go with McAteer and Little. Yep. And then I don't know. I'd probably go with... How many more players have I got? Four, five, six. You've got, uh, you, you've got two wingers and two forward. If you're going to play Al, ha- Al Hamadi... Up front, which you are obviously because he's got four and three. I'd go Pearson and Chislett, and then Ali and uh, Josh Davison if he's fit. The problem is, I think Josh needs a rest. But we have. I'm looking at the bench, thinking what Jana, and I'm thinking I'd rather, I'd no. rather have, I'd rather have Josh with one leg than Jana with three. He's been the only player I've, I've generally felt we've had, and I've been really disappointed with. And he kind of looks a bit, a little bit of a lost yeah. soul. I personally um, am playing Pierre on Saturday. For Nightingale, then yeah, I'll, 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 the I'll reason being, the reason being is a we need to look at him. 
because I think he is a player that will be up for, available in the summer. And I think that we we might benefit from a player like that. I also, deep down, feel like one of Pierce, Callumbay, and Nightingale will go. Probably Nightingale or Pierce. I can't see Callum. I think Callum. I think Callumbay might be around another season, but I feel like one I, of them I, might. I might... can see both from going. Yeah, I don't. Pierce. And again, again, like I said, I've, I've so I feel like left back. If Curry's fit, Curry naturally. But if he's not fit, we're gonna have to mm. do what we did, which will be gun to left back. Marshall carry on playing at right back with the two. With the, it'll be the back four that we finished. I'm I'm probably the same as you. I really would like uh, Woodyard to have a have a rest, and I'd like McAmakatia to play in the centre midfield because I think he looks decent, and I think I'd like to give him a little the opportunity to go and play. Push him Pearson, up forward. Pearson definitely starts mm. on on one of the wings. Um, I think Chislet has to start probably on the other. We ain't got and, no one else at the moment. No, and then we'll have to play Davis um, Alhamedi yeah. up front with one other. And I'll, let's be honest, it's going to have to be Davison. I don't, I don't really see from I'm looking at it. Like I said, if you think about the game that we've just had, Lee Brown was on the bench, so it's a question of and he, sorry, he was substituted. So the reality of it is he's not, he's not going to be fit. So if you look at the lineup that we had and who was on the bench, the five subs. Janna, no. Pearson plays. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm basically I'm leaving Janna on the bench. I'm playing Pearson and Pierre. Marsh starts. Janna doesn't. So I'm I'm literally, if you look at the squad, it's Zanev. It will be Gunter left back. It will be Brown right back with, I would play Pierre and Kalambay. McAteer goes in the middle. I'd drop Woodyard. I'd play Chislet, Little, McAteer um, and Pearson. And I'm playing Hamadi and Davison up front. And I think that with the very limited squad we've got, I think that's all we all we can do. I mean, the problem as well I've got is that if we don't, if we don't have, um, if we if if we have any more injuries, I don't know what we can do because all the kids are on loan. So it's kind of that balance that where we wanted them to go and play have game time, which is the right move for us as a long term, but as a short term, we're, we're no, uh, no. See, I don't mind that too much because I think good that the players are out on loan, I, and I think it's a great opportunity then for the youngsters that. Are still around the club, Sasu, people like that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, true. they can be thrown in and go to a 16, 17 year old kid. You're coming on there with 10 minutes with one new up or two new up. I don't think he ever will do that because he'll use Jana and people like that. But yeah, we get one more injury. I think, yeah, it might open the door to someone. As you said, we're not going down. We might find a star, we might find another SL. Do you know what I mean? And go, right, this kid can do it at this level. He's just not played. Do you know what I mean? No one thought a SL was going to make it before he played that game against Accrington. Everyone looked at him and thought, nah, he's got no chance. Look at him. He looks like a scrawny little kid. Yeah. We just need one of them to come through again. And I think this is the perfect opportunity for a couple of them. Uh, you'd be kicking yourself, though, if you are a Morgan Williams or you are a Crane Bartley, because you'd probably yes. would be amongst it at the moment instead of playing for but Arrow. I, get, or I guess casuals, but... long, long term, we need him to play. But I, I, I agree. I'm not. I'm not feeling hugely confident. Actually, because Naturally, because we've, we haven't got a huge amount of players. They're playing all right. I'm 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 sensing um a one goal loss, unfortunately. Know, yeah. Yeah. Well I don't know about one. That'd nil, be three but... losses in a row. We haven't won in six. Yeah, see. And this because, is and, 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 and that creep, I... and this is the problem, Lee, by the way, when you play three games in a week, all you've got to do is play bad for two weeks and all of a sudden you you're six games in the hole. Um and we haven't won, from what I understand, since the one nil win Colchester. at home. Any no, 
No, who did we beat 1 0? Harry Pell made that oh, stop ball. header. Stop ball. So since stop ball, we, we haven't, we drew. Um, Northampton, we, we drew against, uh, lost to drew, Orient. We lost to Orient, drew with Northampton, lost to Gillingham, lost to Stevenage. And I think there was, we had the um, Hartley Pool to draw 2 yeah, 2. And we had, so it, we're kind of. Yeah, we're needing. It's a. It's weird, isn't it? How football can just change. We haven't got a huge amount of difference in terms of personnel, but it just, as a squad, it's just amazing how confidence can just change it. And we, we need to find a way to stop the slum. Yeah, I think we lose two one Saturday, and I think yeah, I think unfortunately there's going to be a few groans, moans, and possibly Johnny Jackson's out again. And as I said, I'm not sure where I sit with that currently at the moment. Uh, I I I don't I don't. I'm not. I'm not there at all. But I, as I said before, it, it it's amazing how. And this is, but but this is why, like I said before, it's impossible to go. Go on. Go and do what you want to do. Go and express yourself. Go and play. You can't do it because if you do do that, you get he he loses the game. Again, you get slaughtered dep- on it. It depends on performances. I think for people, as I said, I don't care as long as we win. But I think I know we were saying that earlier, and I usually I'm just win win win. But I'm with you now. I think with us not going down this year, not going. I think we need to go after teams, have a look at players, and go right. Let's go go after like and say if we lose three two to Mansfield, but we've actually gone after it. We've hit the post. Do you know what I mean? We've hit the bar. We've had a few shots. Keepers made a great save. We've been in the game the whole time for ninety minutes. Then I'm happy with that. Do you know what I mean? I just I want to see us going for it and have a plan going forward for the future. But so ultimately, your you would take seeing us play aggressively and lose. Yeah, one nil, three one, if you like, rather than win one nil and, and it, yeah, and we've had one shot and target the whole game because we're not going down. As you said, we're not going down this year, and we need to actually go for teams. And as I said, I've not Mansfield and Sutton are the only two teams I've seen that are decent. Yeah, I don't fancy Mansfield to be that great on Saturday. To be fair, I feel quite sorry actually for the for the 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 three or four teams who might go out of our league. I think they're going to get smashed to pieces and they'll be down straight away. But yeah, it, 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 it's um. It'll be interesting. I really hope that Davison can get a goal, and I'm hoping that he gets he scores. Hamadi's been busy. He's not. It's a weird one because I think I think Davison's a, a more classy forward than Hamadi. Hamadi's quite rough, quite direct. One on one, he just smashes it. Rather, Davison would just put, you'd think he would roll it in the corner. But I think it's an opportunity to be honest with you. And again, people like Marsh take it. This is a yeah. really good shot for you now. But let's see if it's same as or whether Jackson's got a little bit more. Um, guts about him in terms of Woodyard and stuff because he, he might also damage limitate. He might just go, do you know what? We're in a we're in a damage limitation situation here. We'll take the hit against Mansfield and we'll get you fit for Doncaster. Who knows? No, I agree. No, I agree. But uh, there'll be no uh, debrief for me no. this Sunday, obviously, as I'm in Milan. But Jack Mortney will be hosting, I believe, for us. So he'll be hosting a. Did you want to mention that you're going to himself. Milan again? Uh, and. Uh, we haven't had that. We haven't heard that in a minute. Do you want to just Sorry. mention? Well, I'll mention it next week when I come back on the podcast. Oh, because we'll you're, men- you're mentioning your your trip to Milan. Yeah, and how you both shit himself from Litchi fans. But uh, well, yeah, Jack Mortney will be, I think, hosting on Sunday, talking about everything that happened at Mansfield and anything else anyone wants to discuss. A uh, big shout out to Gary Fletcher and the lads down at Season Master, the sponsors of the podcast Sunday. Go on, the lads. Uh, we appreciate everything they have done for us and everything they do for the club. And uh, yeah, season master, bifold doors and secondary glazing. Hit them up. We're they're all over our socials. Uh, and Danny, thanks again for 
uh, being a co-host on the number one unofficial AFC Women podcast. Thanks for telling me all about Brian Lara and your grey nickel whites. That's oh. something I'm going to think about as I go to bed. No, you and the missus. You're going to get her dressed up in them, yeah? She's more of a gunner more lady anyway. She wouldn't wear grey nickels. She's a, I heard she was a Kookaburra fan. Be, be careful. <laughs> She's not that sort of bird. All right, good one. Right, we're off. Come on, you dons. Go on, Wombles. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.